0: You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hail State Nation? Welcome to Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, no matter how you're listening to us today, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, however you're listening, be sure to give us a subscribe and leave us a rating that way. We know how we're doing and we know how that we can uh, make things better or uh, kind of keep things going for you guys. It's uh, It's been kind of a weird week. Uh, last week was a pretty weird week too. We kind of got off schedule because there were so many uh, players that, that uh, left the program and that kind of uh, kind of changed the way that we covered the week. Uh, and then the Alabama game happened. And then the big news yesterday with uh, Kylan Hill. Uh, we talked about it on yesterday's show about uh, him uh, finally making the decision to opt out. He cited those family concerns that uh, we had heard about. And uh, Coach Leach uh, being patient with him, as Kylan said. And uh, so, yeah, that, that kind of means, too, that Bart Heitch has uh, not been with us as much. Uh, but he is with us today, and we're looking forward to talking with him about everything going on in Mississippi State Athletics. Bart, uh, I know it's been a pretty busy week for you, too. How are you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm good. Um, rode out in the first hurricane. Uh, you know, it, I, I went with a small one, Taylor, you know, to start. But it was, uh, it, it was something. Um, and I know a lot of people in the listening area are listening to this. You know, from Mississippi and Alabama had to deal with it. Prayer's with you. Um, hope the cleanup's going well. And, uh, you know, pay attention to those things. They're they're pretty tough. But, yeah, it's been a lot, man. We started basketball, working hard every day um, at my job. And, uh, like I said, we've all been busy, man. So, it's good to get a break and get back and talk some Bulldog.
0: Yeah, it is a good thing to just kind of uh, unwind for about uh, 25, 30 minutes or so, just talk about Mississippi State before we get back into our lives. So, the big thing that happened this week – was that uh, Kylan Hill finally making the announcement that he was opting out. You know, we had heard rumors. We had been talking about it for several weeks, but he finally came out and said, you know, hey, I think it's better for me to opt out and uh, prepare for the NFL. He kind of stated some family concerns, too, on Twitter, saying he had several family members that uh, battled COVID and uh, just had some other issues that he needed to take care of and – um you know, just uh, what do you make of all that, and what do you think uh, Kylan Hill being away from the team, not just on the field, but in the locker room as well, what do you think this means for Mississippi State going forward?
1: I think it's good. I think it's needed. I think for everyone involved, it's the best situation. Prayers for his family and uh, dealing with the, the virus and, and whatever other things they're dealing with. You know, and Colin emotionally. He's been through a lot. You know, we expected more. He expected more sometimes it don't work out. And, and, and you know, at, le- at least this – I don't think there's anybody to a surprise here. I think we all kind of knew. We're just kind of waiting to see how it's going to play out. But I think it's a positive for Coach Leach and what he's trying to build. And I think it's a positive for Colin how everybody handled it. You know, things get murky in the locker rooms, especially when you're losing. And, you know, it just – everybody's, you know, like Coach Williams used to say, you start seeing in everybody – you start squeezing that orange. You can go to the grocery store and, and buy oranges, and they all look real good, right? Some better than others. One might have a dent in it or a bruise on it or something, but it might be real good inside and not be hurting. You don't know that until you, like, get in there and open it up. That was such a great analogy, like, they used to use for us, and I use it with my kids, like, coaching all the time. And uh, I, I just think it's a good thing, and I think we need to move on. Um, everybody. And uh, everybody will be better from it is uh, is what you have to hope.
0: And it was one of those things, too, and I know that uh, coaches, a lot of college coaches don't really uh, like to open up. You feel like some open up more than others. I kind of felt like Coach Leach was the same way, but the kind of the turn of events that have happened over the last couple of weeks, going back to the Texas A&M game, uh, going into the bye week, and then uh, playing Alabama uh, coming out of the bye week, no sign of Kylan Hill, and every time that Coach Leach asked or was asked about it. Uh, he hadn't, hadn't heard from him. He just heard that he may opt out, but you know he hadn't talked to him in several weeks. Uh, so I know that we you know don't really know Coach Leach all that well. I mean, we know that he you know drops some funny one-liners every now and then. But when it comes to him actually you know being a coach and uh, what kind of guy he's like outside of the media spotlight, uh, when you hear something like that, and then hearing what Kylan said, where he said that he had been in contact with Coach Leach and he uh, appreciated him for being patient with him while he got everything figured out. Uh, if if what Kylan's saying is true, and if Coach Leach, you know, on, in the media spotlight, um, saying that he hadn't talked to him, and probably in all actuality he has been talking to him, it felt like there was a time and a place, and uh, decided that uh, he, decide, he decided, you know, kind of play the conservative card and not really get uh, too deep into it. If that is, in fact, the case, is that a coach that you think will you know help this program succeed? Because in my opinion, if he's looking out for his players like that and is not really you know spilling his guts out to you know people, no matter if he's got a camera on him or not, is that the kind of coach that you think uh, Mississippi State will need in order to succeed? A guy that has the players back. I think it's
1: it's not negative. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are not positive about what's going on. It's not really going to matter. He's not going to be there that long if we don't learn to block people up front. Yeah, and that, that, that that's that, that's the biggest issue and the biggest problem that you know is going on. Um, but but the young kids have to have to appreciate and see both sides, you know. And it and it's and it's one of those situations to where expectations were not met. Um, you know, as a player, if you're Colin whatever reason, the expectations that, that were hyped coming in, you know, I, I think all of us will agree. It's not talent. It's not a talent thing. Um, it just didn't work out. And that happens, man. It happens a lot more nowadays because they've got so many opportunities to do different things. It's a different year. You know, you've got the whole the COVID um, and just all the different dynamics of, of, of what's not normal. But, but I think it's maturity um, on Colin's part, you know, for how he's handled it, but definitely on coach Leach's part, holding it together holding an explosive situation together that you know after the news thing and that mistake and all that um, you know he, he I just think I, he he learned in a sense that like you know hey this is you know I've already walked down and I'm gonna say I want to handle this one right I want to handle it. And I, and I hope he handles that like that with every kid you know um, because kids uh, Kids go through tough times when they're trying to figure things out, especially when everybody's you know, told them how oh, great they are their whole lives, and then all of a sudden it's not like that. So it, it's it can't be negative uh, because there's just not there's not been a lot of bad coming out of it, and there really could.
0: It's been a very crazy week uh, with the election, of course, with uh, the state news as well. But the one thing that fans can do in order to kind of have that therapy time to kind of reset, kind of hit that chill button, is to sit down and watch football. And there's a lot of great football that's coming up this weekend. You've got Mississippi State Vanderbilt. You've got all the rest of the SEC teams playing. Uh, the Pac-12s joining the party. Uh, Maxion actually happened last night. So football is in full swing. And then, of course, you've got to keep up with your fantasy team, too, and watch the NFL games. And the best way to do that is to uh, crack open a cold Coors Light. Uh, Coors Light wants fans to know that they are there and there's still plenty of teams and sports out there that will allow them to relax and enjoy a beer. Because, after all, Coors Light is the official beer of watching football or really any of your favorite teams just to sit down and drink beer. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies' perfect for that moment to unwind Coors Light Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado celebrate responsibly Coors Light a proud supporter of Locked On Mississippi State and the Locked On Podcast Network uh but yeah you know the Kylan Hill thing is uh it, it was kind of tricky uh you know was kind of wondering there for for a week what was happening because uh no sign of Kylan Hill he was very active on twitter that was the the big thing and shocker uh, yeah that, that was the big thing he was very uh very active on twitter and of course the big rumor last week when so many players uh got cut from the team or they you know left on their own however you want to describe that uh Kylen Hill's name was of course brought up and it was reported that he was off the team as well and uh Steve Robertson our, our guy from the boneyard he said, you know, hey, I- I'm hearing My that uh, that things aren't what they seem when it comes to Kylan Hill. And then very soon after that, Kylan Hill jumped on Twitter, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. I don't think I have the exact quote down right, but he was basically saying, oh, so I'm off the team? That's kind of a surprise to me too. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then you hear Coach Leach, and he's like, uh, I haven't heard from him. He hasn't really been around. So it kind of made it seem like to me that Kylan was kind of playing a game and he was using the uh, family card. But uh, it it finally came down to it, and he said that, uh, you know, I have had some family issues. That's true. He went into detail as to what those family issues were. And then he said, you know, I just you know can't focus on football at Mississippi State right now, Uh, so I'm going to opt out, get ready for the NFL. And I'm sure a lot of that time is going to be spent uh, preparing for the NFL. He's going to go do some drills. He's going to be in the waiting room. He's going to get ready in that aspect. But I think there was just a time in his life, too, where he said, you know, hey, I kind of need to take a step back and uh, spend some time with family. Because I know, you know, even in situations at my age right now, I don't know how well I would have handled it being hit with that much and then having to deal with the pressures of playing for an SEC program that's uh, basically your backyard team, if you will. He's from Columbus. Uh, So I I don't know how I would have handled that pressure either. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've gained more respect for Coach Leach, uh, because of that because I mean in in all seriousness it could have been a situation where Kylan hadn't talked with coach Leach or maybe he had been talking to coach Leach and had been keeping him updated but he said you know hey you know you're as as long as you're on this roster uh, you're a part of the team and I'm going to do anything I can to uh to uh, keep you protected and to uh, be there for you as protection as well so um What's next for Mississippi State at the running back position? I know that there's uh, at least two guys out there that uh, can get some carries out there. Maybe they're just going to be an extra receiver that plays behind the line of scrimmage. I don't really know. Um, but, you know, what do you think about the young backs now that uh, Kylan Hill is completely out of the picture and it's now their time to shine?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, you don't have a lot of bodies. Um you know, I think Marks has been has been efficient as can be, but you know, I listen. I was there. I heard Hadad today on a radio show, and as he said he, he was he was mirroring. You know what we all have been mirroring and saying is that like, look, man, these people are rushing three. They got three down linemen, and we can't run the football. Now, I, I'm just telling you that that's really bad. I mean, that's that that that's not. It doesn't really matter who you put back there is the point um you know I like what I've seen from both but it'll be a priority you know offensive line will be a huge priority you know I, I figure you'll see us go heavy juco um you'll see us go heavy juco uh get us a juco running back um you know I, I like I said I'm not as up on the uh, football recruiting as Steve or you know had or a lot of guys are but you know the thing is you, you're gonna have to block people before you you know it it, it, matter, it matters who's back there. You know, you saw my Colin. You know, Colin's got to put the work in. He's got a long way to go, too. He's still got to get better and get some things, um, you know, fundamentally, you know, especially pass pro, uh, and, and make it a priority, you know, those type things. That, that's what our running backs just can't do yet. They can't do those experience level things. You know, very few running backs, Taylor, can come in and pass protection, you know, and handle SEC linebackers flying at them, coming 100 miles an hour like a freight train. <laughs> And you know that's things you have to learn. You can learn and practice all you want, but you know when it's another dude you ain't never seen his tendencies. You know, it doesn't matter what sport it is; it's different the first couple of times you see it. So they'll get better. And but you know again, running back is not running back position is not is not. You know it's probably Kyle being gone. Yeah, we weren't expecting that this year. It's a problem. But the offensive line is what's got to get fixed. And until that gets fixed, it really doesn't matter what we try to run, what we try to do.
0: And while we're talking about walls, uh, we've got to talk to you about Built Go. What is your wall? Is it having a hard time waking up in the morning after uh, working late at night? Is it after lunch? Do you hit the wall or do you hit the wall? Maybe you get through work okay, but then it's time to go for that afternoon jog or get that afternoon lift in. When do you hit the wall? Where no matter when you hit the wall, the best way to break through it is by consuming Built Go. Built Go comes in an easy to take ounce and a half package. It's perfect for that mental wall, that physical wall. No matter what wall you face during the day, you can break through it with Built Go. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, it's easy on your stomach, it's loaded with all the good stuff to help ignite your work, whether it's going to your job itself, whether it's going to work out, whether it's just having enough energy to hang out with your kids all day, Uh, Built Go is the way to do it. It's like five-hour energy, but without the crash. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with about a third of the caffeine and better results. It's Built Go. Again, three delicious flavors. And once you make your purchase at BuiltGo.com, you can can use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Welcome back to Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to Mississippi State Bulldog athletics. Taylor Jones, Bart Heights with you. As we dig a little deeper into Kylan Hill opting out for the NFL, that decision was finally made earlier in the week. And uh, Bart and I, it's the first time that we've actually gotten to uh, sit down and actually talk about it. But there is something else I want to uh, ask you about, Bart, when it comes to uh, just Mississippi State in general. Uh, Coming in after that high of beating LSU, and you think, okay, well, we can take on anybody in the world. You lose four straight games. You've got a really good opportunity this week against a Vanderbilt team that's giving up over 35 points a game. They're not very well defending the pass, but you kind of have to get out of your own way in itself. And I know with uh, you, know, you playing basketball at a few different levels as well, what is the only thing or what are several things that uh, kind of goes on in a player's mind when they are going through a losing streak? And what are some things that uh, you did in your career in order to uh, help you snap out of those streaks?
1: Great question. I don't necessarily know if we would want to do some of the things that I did <laughs> to get out of a losing streak. <laughs> um, I handled most every situation the same way. and Most people can uh, understand probably what I'm what I'm referring to. But at the same time, it's a fundamental thing, you know. And actually, there were some there were some plays to where the line actually, you know, against against obviously a high level elite. Um, you would always consider Alabama's,
0: you
1: know, front seven elite. I think in the last ten years, you know, they've been amazing at times, but um, sometimes they hadn't been as dominant. But we they did okay, we did okay in some situations. It's fundamental. It's blocking and tackling. It's playing defense. It's help side defense. When somebody drives to the baseline, you know, somebody's got to help. Somebody else has got to drop to drop down to the baseline and fill and guard and guard and guard the guy that was just left. You know, it's the fundamental basic things that you have to go back to. That because the, here's the bottom line: the reason we're getting we're getting beat at fundamentals up front. That's what's happening. And then when the quarterback can't step back and go through his fundamental read, the receivers can't go get their routes. They can't. Everything's affected by that. So you know, number one, you do have to look at your routine though. You know, what can I change? What else can I do to give a little bit more than I'm given? And now when you hear people talk about F, typically every single time teams go through losing streaks, you typically have an effort problem unless you're just not any good and you can't score, right? Well, you know, our offensive line is not any good, y'all. I mean, and I want them to be better and I want them to get better. and th- And that's constantly going to be a problem. But you look for glimpses. You break things down in practice and do it in smaller sessions to where we get this point to point point A to B thing fixed first. Like you may have a play to where, like in basketball, if you throw the ball to the wing and your and your and your uh wing guy with the ball is not strong enough with the ball and the defenders up in him, he's not tough enough to see in the post to get the ball in there. Well, your post guy might not be posting up at the right time, you know. You gotta clean that stuff up and work on timing. Timing is always an issue in losing the streaks and you're just off and then it's just then you start pressing and then it just kinda doesn't work. And then you don't and you think your coaches don't know what they're doing and then there's in the locker room and this and it's like that's when the leadership comes. One thing about losing streaks when you have a new coach is people really might not be believing. You know, it's all believing on Twitter and when you look at resumes and this, but until you start seeing the fruit, you know, it, it's really hard to all to like buy totally in. We get we kind I mean, it was it was a lot of smoke and mirrors in that first game, Teddy. I think we all, I mean, we all jumped on the bandwagon. I know I did. You know, we, I mean, I was, we was all over the market. It was great bandwagon, what have you, but we didn't follow through with it. And so when you don't follow through once, it's one thing, Then twice, then three, then we played a good team. We might've seen some, you go back to film, you see what you did well against Alabama and you focus on that and build from it. But I think also the one great thing is coach Lee's doesn't run a lot of plays. So you still do dumb it down a little bit and just, Find a couple of three, four things that you can always go to in situations, and I know that's what you always want to do, but right now it's about stringing together positive plays. That's it. Defense is doing okay, but offensively we got to string together positive plays, two first downs, four first downs. You know, figure out how to get those things fixed and um, just break it down to the basic fundamental and go from there.
0: And I know that it's a early. lot – it's, it's very lot. early right now. I mean, the, you know, players that left, they just left a week ago – Kylan Hill has only been gone for about two or three days now. Um, but now that those players have been purged out, do you think that we can start seeing a, kind of an ups, an upswing and uh, positivity? Because, I, mean, I, I mean, the way that I'm thinking is, you know, you've got to get rid of some components in order to move in the right direction. If you've got three wheels turning and one's not, then the whole thing isn't going to go anywhere. So do you think – that we're in probably slowly but surely going to start seeing that upswing now that uh, several players have made the decision to leave.
1: Well, I think it's always um, it's just it's just like this in football in the SEC. You know, Vandy's typically a get well game, especially when they're on the road, and you know, Derek's it's pretty it's probably pretty much over. Um, you know, and you know what are they playing for? What are they? We really don't need to. We just need to, we need to win this weekend. Um, you know, I think I think we um, Vegas likes us a lot, um, and, and you know that's a telltale sign early in the week a lot of times. And I just don't see how um, our guys, especially young guys, you know, when. When when somebody leaves or somebody's gone or it's an opportunity for somebody to step up, you know we've had some injuries and it's you have get well games on your schedule. You don't have many of them um, on the SEC slate in any sport. This year we've got ten SEC games. You have to take advantage of those games. Unfortunately, Arkansas took. Look at it like this, Taylor. You know, like if we really want to you know, think about it, I mean how. I think the SEC is down definitely overall, but these teams that, that, you know, aren't typically great are playing better. So there's not really any games, you know, except maybe this one on our schedule that, you know, you walk into, you know, feeling like you are going to win. And I think we play well this week. I think something good happens for the kids. Um, The noise is kind of lifting and it's hard to play with noise and, uh, and it's hard for kids to block out all the noise that comes. And I can't imagine having to block out COVID when we're going to practice. You know, you got it with this. Man, they told me I got to wear a mask to coach. How am I going? What? You know, that's different. You know, so you just kind of go with it and, and uh, you know, and, and figure it out the best way you can. But, I think you'll see the coach. I, I think the coaching staff this week after Alabama. And now you regroup and you get everybody hungry and and you, and you go to those young kids and say, "This is your opportunity. We're gonna get you in there and we're gonna and we're gonna see what you can do." And so you'll see some new numbers, some new faces in there probably at times. But um, bottom line is, experience has got to step up and lead and lead us to like guys like Errol. Errol, they, we got to step up and uh, and Vandy shouldn't be able to score and and we should be able to step up and get a win.
0: This is Locked On Mississippi State, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you, as always, by Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel, they focus on the people, and the way they do that is providing premium quality, vintage style clothing. They don't take any shortcuts when it comes to providing the highest quality, softest tees and fleece on the market. And they really care about your school. They truly do. They study the history. They study the traditions and the legacies to create that vintage style design that you love so much. You need to go check out their Mississippi State store as well. So many great uh, clothing items uh, from Mississippi State. Tank tops, T-shirts, the swing your sword T-shirt. They've got one of those as well. And, of course, it's starting to get a little chilly down south. So uh, be sure to grab a hoodie or a uh, crewneck sweatshirt from Home Field Apparel. So when you find that perfect piece, or maybe you want to buy one of everything, I'm not judging. I definitely would love to do that as well. Uh, when you go check out, be sure to use the promo code Locked On State for 20% off of your order. Again, that's Home Field Apparel. The best, softest, most high quality vintage clothing dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs that you will find. It's all at homefieldapparel.com. We've got one more segment with Bart Heights today, and we're going to be talking about some sharks, not the ones from up north. We'll have more in just a few moments. This is Locked On Mississippi State. Welcome back for our final segment of today's show. Bart Heights joining us talking about uh, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. We dug a little bit into Kylan Hill. We also dug a little bit into what it's like playing in a losing streak and what state needs to do in order to snap out of uh, that funk. But we got a little bit of time left, Bart. I know that you uh, have another uh, venture that uh, you've uh, started digging into uh, down at Orange Beach High School. Uh, course uh, you know a state basketball player when you find out that they're coaching basketball it always warms your heart puts a smile on your face so bart Heitch coaching the orange beach makos how are things going down south bart
1: we breeding sharks down here man we, we we breeding an army of little sharks down here um man uh coach shane alexander has been awesome he's allowed me to come in and help and it's just i it, it, Basketball, you know, from seven, start, when you get seventh and eighth graders and you get to go back and it, like it's basketball is purest form, man, because they don't know um, and they want to learn and they listen. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, we got to, I kind of equate it. I'm glad you asked it. And, and like we had talked about it a little bit and like kind of the correlation why is like building a program. You know, Coach Leach is trying to build a program, man. Um, it's different with this because like this is the first year of the school. You know, we're playing with a bunch of 10th graders. And uh, and we will be relevant. Um, You know, we may not win a lot, but uh, but they're going to be taught how to play. They're going and it goes back to that fundamental part of what we're just talking about. Um, You know, you got to teach them to block and tackle, and that's what we're trying to do right now. You know, but at the same time, um, you know, it's about the hunger, and it's about how you coach them and how you talk to them, and when you jump them, and when you start developing relationships with them, and talking to them about. You know, no, no, knowing what's, what Instagram's about, you know, and knowing how to relate to these kids nowadays is different. You got to do it through social media and, you know, understand their music and understand what they're into and what they like, and then that translates. But it's no different than uh, than raising kids, you know, and this is my way of being able to, you know, pour in, you know, to kids hadn't been blessed uh, in that way by the Lord yet, but there's a reason for that. And so I'm just telling you this. I'm down here, and, and you're running them little baby Mako's, um, my little baby, baby seventh and eighth grade makers will bite your face off, man. And uh, that's what we train. That's what we train them to do down here. And so uh, you know, that's what I was taught at Mississippi State uh, by my teammates every day in practice. Obviously, by Richard Williams, Rick Stansberry, Greg Carter, Owen Miller. You know that first year. That first year was the most amazing experience in like teaching in my life. Like toughness and stepping into uncomfortable zone when people are bigger than you, um, better than you. And you've always thought you were the best, and so, you know, we just uh, we're we working these little sharks, and we try, and we and we teach them to treat everybody the same, and just make the right play, smart play, and that's how we try trying to build a program. So, anytime you're in Orange Beach during basketball season, come on over to the Shark Lair um, and watch them waves flow.
0: Hey, man, I love it. I'm gonna have to get down there. For a, uh handful yeah. of games, that's for sure. Uh, but I know that you've got some basketball going on. I know you'll be back with us a couple times as well. So where can uh, state fans find you in the meantime on social media?
1: At BH22. That's at B-H-Y-C-H-E-22 on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, and then uh, Bart Heich on Facebook. It's uh, You're going to start seeing a lot of basketball stuff, man. And, hey, any of you coaches out there, you know, you, you got questions about stuff. Uh, no matter what age group, um, it's all about sharing, man. It's all about helping everybody. Um, unless we're gonna have to play you, don't call me if we want to play you. We can talk after the season. Um, <laughs> but but other than that, man, it's good to be back, man, Taylor. Um, you know, and uh, we just had a big election. Uh, we don't really know which way it's going to go, but either way, whoever wins, support your president, love America, go Bulldogs.
0: Hey, that's right. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked On Miss State, Locked On M I S S S T. You can also uh, send us an email as well, Locked On Mississippi State at Gmail.com. Well, tomorrow's a big day, the Maroon Friday show, as we put the uh, final touches on the Vanderbilt game and take a look at all the other SEC games going on and make our final predictions. So until tomorrow, have a great day, everyone. Hell State, and we'll talk again.